my god, turn that off if I have to hear do 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 one more time, I swear to god that'll go up your day room. <laughs> and welcome to Uninformed Thoughts Podcast. Wow! <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Okay, I would like to explain myself. (laughs) There's no need explaining, doll. So I was sending a Snapchat to my brother, and Uh I was zooming in on my porcelain cat lamp, who is called in honour of Kieran. And I zoomed in on it and did the Mission Impossible thing. I sent him that. Is that what that is? We're right. We're right, Louise. We're totally right. I can shazam it, but I know we're right. You're actually correct. I love when I get ripped by my girlfriend. That's real fun. It does concern me that Emmy has two Red Bulls, one opened, one waiting to be opened. Hey, it's been a long day, okay? It's sugar-free. It's been a long day. It's sugar-free. Sugar-free Red Bulls the best. I energy juice because I keep getting challenged 25 because <gasps> I don't have my ID. Me! Oh, yeah, I Kerry, usually get. Kerry lost her ID in a dike bar. <laughs> That's all I have to say on the map. Oh, check my card again. Checked <laughs> <laughs> it once. I did a quick check around, but it's dark whenever I'm home. Honestly, it's fine. Don't stress about it. I just broke my cup. Her diva cup. <laughs> oh, I wish, honey. <laughs> Everyone has food again, okay? So we got also, McDonald's! Hungry I bitches. should probably introduce... Introduce everyone. Introduce! Get it's it's been a feminist a podcast! It's been Woo! a long day. So, I'm Emmy. We have Nods with us today. Hello. They have their uh, gob full. Hi. Um... <laughs> Lou's here with us. Sup. And we have Kerry with us again today. It is nice to be here. And <laughs> <laughs> that was also you missed the salute as well. That was beautiful. And uh, Ramage can't be here because Ramage is getting some surgery. Which we found out what today? Uh, I think it was last night when I was like, so what, when we were like, so what are we going to talk about? And Ramage was like, yeah, I have surgery. And I believe Emmy's response was, Pardon? <laughs> P-, P and A were small, and then the rest of the letter was in capital. Pardon? P- pardon? I, that's how I imagine saying it, just kind of like on the Arden part. It's just when my eyes widened, and I was like, Pardon? <laughs> I could see it. I could see it in my head. That's how you talk <laughs> normally. That's what your face looks like not- all the time. Yeah, to be honest, you're you're probably right. Uh, so today we're going to talk about pride because it was a uh, pride. Last, last Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Last Parity. Saturday. God, it yeah. feels like ages ago already. I know. I feel I like I died and was reborn. That's how I feel every pride. <laughs> um, yeah, so how did you guys feel about pride this year? You mean gay New Year? It was great. Yeah. <laughs> it was indeed my best pride yet. Mine too, mine too. Yeah. I was working for most of it, but it was a fabulous time. As I mention constantly, I usually have bad prides. This was my first ever good pride. <laughs> Only because it didn't suck. It was just great. You you didn't break up with someone (laughs) on this pride. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) Yeah, we made the last couple episodes a little awkward. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) See, this pride was a little bit more special for me because my sister joined us. Yeah, for the march. All together, everybody. Aww. (laughs) Um, And yeah, my my sister's um, probably the 
in my opinion, probably the the perfect idea of a of an ally because she understands why we march. Mm-hmm. That it is a protest as well. Because as we were walking down to the parliament to to meet up with everyone eventually, um, <laughs> I was I was kind of explaining to her like why this why pride is also a protest and yeah. why it's also a funeral. And she was like, oh, okay, I understand. I understand. That's really interesting. And yeah, it's, it's also so such fair. a celebration as well. Um, and yeah, it was really cool to actually have a family member there because. Um, my granddad passed away in October last year and um, he always, well, once I actually properly kind of came out or they realised uh, that I had kind of not come out, come out, yeah. um, he always said that he would he wanted to march with me. Um, and I remember last Pride saying that, because this was just after he got diagnosed with cancer, was that even if I had to push him, he would have been at Pride with me this year. Um, so I had him in my heart. But he you did, was you did, us. You did mention him, and we did think yeah. about him. And it was, it was really sweet and meaningful. Because yeah. we were on the mm. Royal Mile at that point, because we had to keep stopping and starting. And it was because of traffic. Which is <laughs> <laughs> the most Scottish <laughs> thing. It was also, I will give it this, it was one of the biggest Pride parades in, Dun- in Edinburgh yet. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Because yeah. they always are quite small compared to Glasgow and stuff. I have something we can talk about, because nice. I was so mad. Um, the photos that came out of Pride <laughs> Edinburgh. Oh, if you've not seen this, um, <laughs> Google. We'll try. Edinburgh. Well, if I'll make a note of it and I'll include the link. Yeah, just go have a look at that link. Um, Does someone have those... a pen? <laughs> Louise has pens in her bag. Thank you, Lou. I always have pens in my bag, honey. I I do actually have pens as well, but I can't be bothered going searching for um, them. They're flashed everywhere my arse. I'm so it's sorry. Awesome, it's fine. What else is new? Oh, I oh. almost caught it. I bet that Thank sounded you. fun though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the ASMR podcast. <laughs> sorry, ASMR. carry on. Um. Yeah, so these photos, you know, it's a pretty big pride parade. It's in the capital city of Scotland. And the photographer seemed to have forgotten their glasses that day, as every shot is no. completely out of focus. <laughs> or it was taken on a 2006 camera. <laughs> Literally taken on a Mac camera from 2004. He went and so found bad. the first generation iPad and decided that he was going for that vibe. That's, that's my juice. Your juice is over there. You're getting up to a milkshake. Louise is currently writhing on the floor. It's so far away. The true, my arms are so tiny. The true meaning of pride <laughs> is this. Is this. It's passing. Happy pride. Have your milkshake. That is dripping all over my nice clean carpet. Oh, that's what she said. <laughs> oh, dripping. Stop saying dripping. It's almost Dri- as bad as moist. Dripping and moist. His mouth was a dripping moist chasm. Oh, oh chasm is the worst <laughs> word in that sentence. Get out. But his lips were crusty. Anybody else really uncomfortable? I'm going to set you on fire. <laughs> Please. You took the nice ASMR vibes away. The nice pride vibes have gone. They've become homophobic. What did we do after the parade, kids? I left work. <laughs> Wait, no, you came to visit me and work. Yeah, and you I ran was, right uh, past me and I was insulted and I actually had to stop and go, Louise. I thought, well, I was just, I just finished, um, we were rearranging the stuff and I was leaving to go to my next position and in the distance I see a bright red head. Ramage, I think. <gasps> Can it be? So I run. I fucking bolt. 
and you were very polite when you tried to skirt past me. You were like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah, and I was like, my uh, <laughs> I was like, ah, and I screamed and then I literally almost cried because I was very upset that I was missing that day. And it meant a lot that you guys came in and saw me. It was actually a nod to Nye's idea. <laughs> yeah, you can't put that in there. I'll throw that in there. I, I, actually, I believe it wasn't Nod's and I's idea. I believe it was solely Nod's idea. When we did walk, when we did walk past the museum uh, during the during the march, we all just went and clapped for Louise McCurdy, and we, we all did. clapped as we Aww, went past and like shouted to you, so even though and, uh, and you cannot hear us. Yeah, so to the effect of the audience thing. Um, other members of the Pride Parade started clapping because they had no idea what we were clapping for. Yes! <laughs> yes! I was like, shut up! When you're in high school where you start clapping and see yeah. my yeah. so join in and join suddenly in. the whole lunch halls were rubbed in the <laughs> it's, it's brilliant, I'm glad. But it was nice. Like, it was so nice. The museum um, was actually... I'm so sorry, I made so much noise. It's I'm okay, I'm drinking drink a Red Bull at the moment um, so you can probably hear me, like, <laughs> swallowing. <laughs> this is not nice. Joking. I'm full yeah. of eating a fucking burger. Right. <laughs> Welcome to the mukbang that you can't see. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was just nice. Like we'd uh, we have a fairly queer workforce, and this year someone um, bought a load of pride badges, and we've all been approved to wear them. And it was just lovely to be in a workforce that one of for the first time, like a few of my workplaces before were quite homophobic. And it was nice that I was getting told when I came in early, first thing in the morning, happy pride, and people were giving me hugs and were apologising that I was there. But it was just a nice way I couldn't have, I could have thought of worse ways to spend my pride and yeah. start yeah. my pride. Because I love my workforce and it was just a very nice time. I've forgotten what we were talking about. Yeah, we were just talking about like our <laughs> just the day. Going, yeah, just we, the day. We then went and got Nando's. It was great. Oh my god, don't I spent the rest of the day just looking out of the window to the Nando's being like <sighs> We're not in that Nando's. Yeah, so it was the one at the corner? No, no, no we, we couldn't get in. Really so we went to the Omni Centre and, and it we was went, empty. And then we went to the Slug and Lettuce and we got half price cocktails. You yeah. guys got cocktails? Yeah. yeah. You know what's a great cocktail? An Ab Fab. Because it just tastes like sugar and it's pink and it comes with dolly beads. Those are great weapons. Do you know what was a great cocktail? Cocktails with me. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> we then got drunk with you. Yeah. Yeah, we got very intoxicated. Yeah. Nods took a tap out halfway through and oh yeah, genuinely <laughs> he went and took a tap. It was and a I was a bit like, it was only for half an hour. I yeah, came down, no, it was like twenty minutes. I came downstairs, tapped you, and you're like five more minutes, and you followed me up. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't take yeah, five minutes. No, because I closed my eyes and then I panicked thinking I'd been asleep for ages. So just like, just the momentum carried me up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> you slid up. Blinded. Literally. See, that's the thing. We did. We all spent Pride together, including Ramage, but we did not take a photo of of all of us together apart from with like everyone. Yeah, it yeah. was quite a big group. And even then in that group photo... Um, there was another guy, Daniel, who was there, and he yeah. wasn't in that photo. But he was exactly. in a lot of the other ones. Yeah. We have a photo of Ramage lifting Daniel. And just for reference, Daniel is a six foot four, six foot five ish tall guy, built because he plays roller derby. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. He is like incredibly cool, fucking <laughs> strong. Um, and Ramage is what, five seven? And like. Um, comfortable build. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that like, you know, they're fat, but like, you know, they're not, they don't work out a lot, but they are, they are strong. 
Oh, 100%. I've dug myself a hole. No, I'm going to take your shovel. 100% Ramage could snap someone's leg. Yeah. Like, Ramage has unseen strength. Such energy and but aura they don't, around them. They don't look built, though. No. no. Do you know what I mean? They, like, don't, they don't look like they could snap. They could. I fully believe yeah. they could. But we have a Tolaroid <laughs> of Ramage lifting Daniel. And, and then, subsequently, dropping Daniel. <laughs> Hilariously, a week and a half on, he still has carpet burn up his arm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then Ramage broke my table. Yeah, I've got table. photos of that. That that. Where am I from? America. That that. Uh, we have photos of that as well, which are uh, fantastic and beautiful. They're and my, we captured the moment. They're my two on multiple favorite. forms. It's the before and then just as Ramage is yeah. going up onto the table before the hand reaches on it, and then subsequently everything breaks. My leg hurt. My leg. Hurt so badly. And this is technically an exclusive because my flatmate and landlord don't know about it yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to tell Cameron before this comes out. No, it's just, I want to see how long it takes them. <laughs> Where's the table? What, what table? table? What table? The one that's right there and you point to the dining room one. <laughs> that table? There's never been a table here. Just keep pointing. There was like a solid what? One, Four two, tables four. in this room? Yeah. So you can just keep pointing to them. and It's like I have a like, lot of tables. Look, mate, man. <laughs> you just collect tables. <laughs> this flat is Actually, the there's technically five if you count the TV stand. Wow, you have five, five tables. tables. That's a lot of tables. Have you got tables upstairs? No. <laughs> I have two mattresses, though. Do you have a table in your room? I've got two, three tables. Four what tables. What are you classing as a table? The top of my chest of drawers totally count. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something I can put something on. The only thing that can really count as a table in your room is your computer desk. This has taken a turn. <laughs> we were talking about pride! pride. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the reality of lesbian couples, ladies and gentlemen. No, but for real, It's though. nothing exciting. It's arguing about what classes as a table. <laughs> and that is what we celebrate every time <laughs> <laughs> okay, because so you know what not all gay couples around the world get to argue about what classifies as a table because they're not allowed to be together and you know what there are more countries where that is legal than it than it is legal in and that's fucking ridiculous because I can't travel places now because y'all won't let me have a fucking wife so sort your shit out President <laughs> <laughs> Ramage oh, thank you what made my pride really special was I finally got to march in a pride with a partner and hold their hand Aww. as I was going through pride that meant a lot to me even though cry. I was dressed in drag I mean we looked so straight, straight. <laughs> it was I great I also photo bombed co-workers who didn't recognise me because <laughs> I was in drag it was beautiful okay, this I... random man in the background what's going on his beard is very good though his beard <laughs> His beard. His beard. Valuigi. What was the man with the blonde hair? I have... Oh my god, what are you talking about? I have a really exciting story. Sorry, go on. Wagner. So, my ex-flatmate finally moved her fucking shit out of my house. 27 days after the lease ended. Woo! So, that is Cameron fully moved in, but he's not back from Turkey yet. So, I took it upon myself and Louise helped. Uh, we moved the entire living room about. Now we have a big living room again. It's and, absolutely fantastic. And I my, my dad gave me his projector and the screen for it so we can fucking play Mario Kart on a fucking projector screen and we'll, there will be no restraining. No one can blame their shite driving on their eyesight. <laughs> you know what will be really cool? I know you, Lou, wanted to have an Edgar Wright party. <sighs> You yeah. would, like if you want to have like, a themed party here, you can have the projector on and have the films play during the fucking well, party. Well, well, 
I was thinking, um, like for Halloween, I would really like to create a little like cut of like lots of little horror movies and like Halloween movies. So like Friday the Thirteenth, The Shining, like Dracula, Frankenstein, like all the old ones, (laughs) and just have little scenes from them, and they would just play on the wall, not even necessarily on the screen, just on the wall, and everybody could just it's really cool get turned. With Frankenstein on the background. What were you two talking about? <laughs> ding dong. I have a suggestion. So, um, <laughs> ding dong. All right. I want so, it on a t-shirt. For, <laughs> ding dong. I have a suggestion. New merch. Now available on Etsy. It's not okay. We do not have the money. I can well, barely afford to live. Pay us to no. do this and we'll make the merch. <laughs> Just pay me. Yeah. I'm going to have a Bob I'm going to have a Bob Ross party uh, for my flat warming party. Now I suggest that we have a second one here, and we just have Bob Ross playing in the background. But I also kind of want to figure out a way that we can sync it up. So not it's not just episodes, but sync it up to the music. So you know how they have like techno edits, and it's just like photos, <laughs> like blur and stuff. I want that Bob Ross. And we all have to someone dress sort up as Bob Ross and dress ourselves as Bob. Hi, Bob. How's it going, Bob? <laughs> Mr. Bob. Mr. Ross. <laughs> <laughs> it's lovely to meet you. Oh my goodness, Robert! It's been so long. <laughs> Out of here, right now. Okay, the issue with that is, is for an entire party, it yeah. would take you fucking hours, if not days, if not weeks to perfect enough music for one night to match up with the song. You can sit the fuck down because you don't even, you don't <laughs> understand how much I love Bob Ross. That's an afternoon for Louise. That's a honey, fun afternoon. Honey, that is, that's my She'll be dream. there with all her highlighters and coloured pens and she'll create this perfect plan to a T. And then the technology will fuck up. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then she'll just cry. Break and I'll break down. That'll be the moment She'll cry she into changed. the projector. We have to phone Cameron from like fucking Italy. <laughs> <laughs> She's, hi, yeah, Louise has suffered an actual break. I he was in Turkey. He is in Turkey, but it's like Cameron to just travel everywhere and not really mention anything. So uh-huh. I'm making a joke about that and I'm hoping it'll become a recurring theme. And then there'll eventually be a joke about the fact that my flatmate's never arrived. <laughs> that you don't actually have one, that he's That's actually been murdered. It's like the whole uh, Friends, uh, Phoebe and Denise thing. Yeah. Cameron I'm, will be your Denise. I want Cameron to be my Denise. <laughs> Do you want me to message him that? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm the Denise of my flat. What? <laughs> 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 Start crying. <laughs> okay, I have actual questions. Sorry, pride. It's okay. Yes, go. So, what does pride mean to you guys? Oh, it's a big question. Who wants but- to start? Why start small? Go um, let's start small. Louise, your opinion. Go. Okay, let's point at the one that's dyslexic in the room and can hardly talk. Thanks, babe. <laughs> Hi. All of us are very confused. <laughs> Hi, my name's Lou. What does pride mean to me? Well. <laughs> Doesn't even rhyme. <laughs> I have to do one of those for the rabbit hole. You have to do one of what for the rabbit hole? Hi, my name's Mike. This is what pride means to me. This is what the rabbit hole means to me. <laughs> oh, Hi, my name's... Insert a good pun here. <laughs> oh, wait. That was a read. <laughs> what? what? I said a good pun. <laughs> I feel insulted, but I don't know why. Mike Hunt is more than a good pun, Louise. It is a way of life. 
We've started the vibes in this episode eleven. Just starts. So that's people going to cite this I as when it starts to break. <laughs> yeah, ever since everyone's been like, ever how since Terry Carey, how dare you? I'm going to wear the shade tree and talk about you guys. <laughs> oh my god, very niche RuPaul. Oh, yeah. yeah, very very niche RuPaul. Right, please go. Pride to me means community. It means reflection. Every pride, I make sure to give enough of my day to look back on what we've experienced, especially in the last 10 years alone. The fact that only in the 90s we had articles put against us for multiple things such as adoption, that's fucked up. We just want to give kids a happy life, you know? Mm -hmm. I think it's very important and it means a lot and I always have like a small cry during Pride, I think, because it's always overwhelming to be like, look, I managed to make it, like I came out and... Now I have this lovely group of friends who mean a lot to me who are also queer. And it's just a big, it is a protest. Pride is a protest. But it's also a celebration because we need to celebrate how far we have actually come. But we do need to keep in mind how far we still are too. So Pride just means community to me. And love. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. I agree with that as well. More poem, Good night. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the, other, the other thing for me is like Pride is about family. Mm. I've spread, <clears throat> I've spent all of my prides with my chosen family from the very first pride I went to to now um, and this as I said earlier this year I got to spend it with my actual like blood family relatives um, and it's just it's it's really special and I'm very lucky to have a family who would march with me I'm very jealous so, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's nothing anybody wants more than for their parents to actually show up to a pride just yeah. to yeah. show that they're there yeah. and that they support it. And like, if there was ever a, a bill that came in from government that said, you know, gay people are to be banned in this country, you'd know that they would yeah. stand up and march with you because that's what this is about. This yeah. is about my parents being okay with who I marry. Yeah. With who I want to spend my life with and... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I got a, I got a text. My, my family, my mom and dad were on holiday at the time, but uh, I got a text in the morning from my mom saying, like, um, like have a, have a lovely day, uh, stay safe, and then with a couple of like, like little rainbow emojis. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very aware of how lucky I am, and uh, I always take take a moment to really express my gratitude for that, and really kind of feel how lucky I am for that. So, yeah. Pride for me is more about love. And this is cheesy. I know it's cheesy, but... And throw up over <laughs> <laughs> Throw up it's onto your burger. It's, it's about love unconditional. Like, yeah. that's the point. That's what we're fighting for. That if you love someone, you should be allowed to do whatever you want. Like... There, should, shouldn't, there shouldn't be a barrier It shouldn't there. matter what their gender is, what their sexuality is, what where they're from like it's i pride isn't just for gay people it's for everybody it's for people of color as well it's for disabled people they're all people who are included in our community because there are gay disabled people there are um oh god oh my god <laughs> it's just clicked the, yeah there's just there's people from all walks of life and that's what it's about it's not about just um white gay men yeah, which yeah. is often what everything's turned towards. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot difficult. Of the promo photos for a lot of pride are always white gay men, and they're always yeah. built, and they're always buff. Did you see the tweet about? I think it was like Dublin Pride had like three separate 
event on in the two weeks that they had it. I think they had like three separate events um, on for like bears, but none for like trans people. people. Yeah. Shit, and, man. Yeah. So yeah. you know, the bears need the representation. <laughs> Apparently, it's that like, type of gay. It's like bears. It's, they do their own thing. It's not a sexual orientation. It's a preference. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what infuriates me a lot about it. It's annoying that it is like all of sort of like gay social experiences are very much driven towards sort of this white outgoing cis male gay man. It's who likes to party and, that's what's and do it, party drugs. That's what's accepted, not like black lesbians, yeah. not black people of colour, not disabled gay people. Like it, they don't matter. Like the image that is being accepted and is being allowed marriage is these cis gay white men. Yeah, when you look at all these like things that are like look at this equality, it's always going to be these like two white dudes because women think they're hot. And that's cool. They'll support it because they're like, oh my yeah. god, they're so cute together. Look at them. They're so pretty. They would help me buy my wedding dress. I can't believe it. But as soon as they see women, they're like, ah, fucking women, that's gross. And then the men are like, whoa. So there's not really much winning there. So yeah, the closest they're going to The men get just over sexualize the shit out of it. Yeah. yeah. I've worked at a bar for like, what, three weeks now? And I've already had like several men make comments to the fact that they'd like to watch me and my girlfriend have sex. And I'm like, what? I told you I was a lesbian because you asked for my number and wouldn't stop harassing me. So I told you that I wouldn't point blank not be interested because I'm gay. And then you take that as a way to just over-sexualise the shit out of me. Like, how yeah. is that... Yeah. How is that a fucking response? Yeah. Like, for me, personally, pride being a non-binary queer. Um, it's it's about growth. Um, as a community, we've grown so much. Uh, it's never been... It's never normally the case where... Um, with most queers, we don't reject like non-binary. We don't reject uh, new terms that are coming in. Like it, we've always welcomed them and we celebrate them at Pride. But it's also a protest and remembrance. Like every Pride, I make sure I remember people we've lost. Like in the recent years, yep. trans people of color in America are yep. killed all the time, and it's yeah. it's heartbreaking. <clears throat> and it's about remembering them and like keep like constantly and keeping on fighting for them and for their yeah. rights because they don't have. The yeah. rights that they deserve. We march for the people who yeah. can. Yeah, we're very lucky in that we're like white lesbians. Yeah, yeah. very yeah. lucky. That and like I would, I would argue that we're not necessarily that queer presenting sometimes as well. Like a lot of us. Oh yeah, we do. Carrie. Carrie's sitting in a dad shirt. It's ugly and beautiful at the it same time. It has purple time. parrots on it and Pur- it's red. It's beautiful. Purple it parrots is beautiful. Purple I really love that shirt. It's not even a man. Oh, no, it's a man Tony. Swish, honey, swish, swish. <laughs> but I would argue that because, you know, like... Where am I going with this? We, no, yeah. Because heterosexuality is assumed. Yeah. A lot of the time we can get under that radar. Yeah. And it doesn't... People won't really question it. They'll just be like, that's a woman with short hair. That's yeah. fine. When I was at work, I was I know it's saying, different for Carrie, but... Yeah, like I was at work and I was saying to my new work colleagues at that point, oh, I will be going to Pride. So, you know, I was making jokes like, oh, you know, you might not see me the next day. And they were like, why are you going to Pride? And I sat there and I was like, oh my God, they're actually asking. I was like, it's because I'm gay. And they were like, oh, I just wouldn't have expected it from you. And I was like, yeah, 
I, first of all, are you sure? Because the other day I yelled at someone when they said Gillian Anderson wasn't pretty. <laughs> Second. Oh my god, who? <laughs> Some man was like, oh, isn't Gillian Anderson past her best? And I was fuming. <gasps> I was got like, a pitchfork like, at the like, ready. Like, <laughs> yeah, literally. I even. Exactly. I was like, um, what are you saying, Dave? <laughs> I can't remember the boy's name. Oh, but I thought it was actually Dave. That would have been no, even better. No, I'm pretty sure it was a big Dave. Nigel. Big Dave. Big Dave. Big Dave. And he's from the same town that I'm from. Oh, that's the, sweet. Well, the issue with trying to fucking find him is that I can't go around on bar being like, I work with a guy, you can who his family is. His name's Big Dave. I'm going to get 18 different... Everybody's called Big Dave. I'm going to get 18 different addresses. See, that's, 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 like, that's like my town with the name Joke. Oh, yeah, you know Joke? Uh, which one? There's like 18 of them and just oh, like, a, yeah. like yeah. a handful. Just you a small handful, jokes. not a lot of them. No. It would, you could do it in a day. Yeah. But like, still. You could do it in a it bowling club. It's one bowling club. Yeah. You'll get 18 Walk jokes. in and you go, all right, joke in here and then half the phone turn around and you're like, all right. All right. All right. Big so Dave, your wife's on the phone and then just run outside. Talking about like being queer presenting. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> with that, um, I'm the opposite. I don't get away with like looking straight. I have kid, little kids at my work come up and ask me if I'm a boy or a girl, like kind of thing. Like, I don't get away with it, and it's like this looks because of supermarket things. Um, yeah. What I find funny is sometimes we look like a straight couple. Yeah. <laughs> like if we were out in CC's on a drag night, we genuinely look like a straight couple. Even though my boyfriend looks like a gay man. <laughs> I've been told recently I look like a soft boy. And I don't know how to take that. <laughs> He's got more of our bad boy experience. So like, like, like a Harry, no, 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 like a, like an edgy, like Harry Styles kind of thing going on is what I was told. Yeah, okay. that's a good okay. way to yeah. put Mike down. With my drag Which family. Which because you also yeah. have four nipples. <laughs> Five, actually. With my drag family, um, I'm the, that one guy that everybody wants to punch in the face but loves anyway. That's how I, to. I, love I get that, that though. Yeah, yeah. 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 I can relate Big to that. Up. <laughs> Big up. Uh, okay, so more opinion time. So, <laughs> oh no. Oh shit, you guys ready for a 50 minute rant, honey? <laughs> Straights at Pride. Discuss. Whoa, who's starting? Who wants to start? I have a very. Oh god, did you hear every yes. one of my body cracks? I did through it the was headphones all like, as yes. well. Yes! <laughs> my whole body was like, like oh. let's go. <laughs> I like how the response to Straights at Pride was. Yeah, we oh, all just and oh, everyone groaned. I just yeah. have I have specific views. I have opinions. <laughs> so, so I'm gonna onions. stop. This pride particular in particular, I had um my ex flatmate who is a straight woman who defines herself as heteroflexible, which I believe we spoke oh. about Yeah. <laughs> I believe we spoke about on an earlier podcast. So I think the one I uploaded yesterday. If you I think we spoke, spoke about, about it. it at some point when I wasn't in the room as well. Yeah. 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 So, Henny's, uh, catch yourself (laughs) up on that. Um, So she just defines herself as heteroflexible, which is basically just, I'm special snowflake straight. Um, (laughs) And I'm going to exploit the shit out of the queer community. (laughs) And that's the best impression of her. Yeah. Um, So, previously being a friend, uh, I can say that um, it sometimes feels like with her that you are just her... Like little like prize collectible, yeah, yeah collectible, collectible queer. collectible queer. Yeah, catch them all, man. I mean, yeah, she 
she really exploits the queer community. It actually is really hurtful. Mm-hmm. But she went to Pride. Now, I saw her at Pride. <laughs> it was I unfortunate. Had, I had a, a few issues with this. The first one being that it, it had been 17 days since my lease had ended and she still hadn't moved her shit out of my flat. <laughs> but somehow had a day to go to a parade that wasn't for her. Which I find interesting, but that's fine. Like, I realise, like, obviously she wouldn't want to disturb me on Pride, but I genuinely would have made the time after the parade. I would have done the parade and I would have come back. Yeah. I wouldn't have, I just would have left you guys and said, come around later, I'm just going to go do this. And I would have sorted it, because that would have been a really nice Pride present to myself. To yeah. To come into my living room and have it be my own space again. So I was annoyed at that. Secondly, for somebody who exploits the shit out of the queer community... It is disgusting that she would then go and try and exploit it more by looking like she was taking part in something that is so... It's not for her. No. Do you know what I mean? And she's she's not there to support either. She's there, as you say, she's there to exploit and she's there to claim. And that's what she's always done, so that upset me. However, I don't have an issue with straight people coming to the Pride Parade. It is a protest at the end of the day. It's when we protest about other things like um, animal rights, when we protest about uh, trees getting cut down, it doesn't matter who's there, straight, gay, black, white, Asian, disabled, whatever, you're allowed to be there, it's a protest. So I don't disagree with that because as an oppressed community, we need as many people there as we possibly can. And it's a good opportunity to learn as well. Look at my sister. That's the point of it. That is the entire point. What annoys me, (laughs) and this is where I get really mad, and this goes back to straight people in queer spaces. These queer spaces are so fucking small. You could go anywhere for a night out if you're straight. You can go, like, I'm just going to name places in Edinburgh that you can go. You could go to Banshees, Frankensteins, you could go to Hive. Yeah. Yeah, Opium, Stramash, Whistlebinkies, like they're all straight bars, clubs that you can get into. Silk, Milk Tuesdays, like it it goes on and on and on. There's so many places you can go. On Pride, why would you then decide to go to a gay club? I understand that it is Pride and that we're celebrating all things gay and that we should totally give these places our money. But Gay people should be still given access to those places. We couldn't go out on Pride because people kept getting turned away at the queue. So there was just no point going because we would never in a million years get in because the queue was getting so long and nobody was leaving. And it, the thing is, is like, because it was so packed, you probably wouldn't be able to actually enjoy the space as well, which yeah. is the most and unfortunate thing. You wouldn't be able to dance. You'd just be packed in like sardines and it just wouldn't be fun. Exactly. I I would much prefer to go out on any other night to see C's. Like, give me a random Thursday. I'll be there. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you worry. But, yeah, like, if you're straight and you're going out for the Pride protest and you want to go and drink afterwards, that's, like, great and all. But go and drink somewhere that always will let you drink. Or go somewhere um, that is um, kind of... Celebrating Pride as well. We, yeah, like we went, we went to Nando's and Slug and Lettuce. Both had Pride flags up and were supporting. Slug and Lettuce not doing also like a rainbow cocktail as well. They were, yeah. So Bohemia, they yeah. were putting some profits they towards some of the drinks. They still their rainbow flags up. In front they were of doing you. great. They were doing these special lattes that were. Um, yeah, I saw them. To, so there you go. Go buy that, and you've donated to charity. You've done even better that day. Yeah. But it does, like, it does eternally frustrate me the fact that 
every year Pride does get busier and in some way I'm like, it's more people coming to terms with themselves and celebrating themselves, fantastic. But you're also kind of taking a step back and seeing how many sort of cishet people are almost infiltrating the community and um, it is frustrating to see it take over because, you know, like I was working for half the day, I didn't get to go to the march. The, where, the way I would have gotten that queer community sense um, wider than just this friend group would have been at a bar of some sort and I couldn't get in. Like, yeah. it is just, it's frustrating. It's good in a lot of ways that we're now um, being accepted, but it is now we've been, it's almost like we're just tokens now. We're just mm. part of this experience. Like, you can go to... <laughs> go and see the gays. Yeah, like, I would like yeah. to say, it's like, yeah. you go for a party at Bull de Bear workshop and, like, <laughs> you get to play with all the toys and you get to yeah. have a fun time, then you get to just leave, leave it all behind. Because that's the thing. People go to Pride, they have this great time, and then for the rest of the year, they're not going to do anything towards the community. That kind of frustrates me. At least donate some money while you're there, or if you see something happen, be more conscious, explain things to people, learn, yeah. pass also, on your knowledge. Like, there's straight women who will like actively go out and pride and try to sleep with women just for the experience, not because they think they're they might be bi yeah. or gay. Just they for just bragging. That's why to. I have issue with straight people, and because it generally it generally like generalizing. I know I shouldn't, but I'm gonna. Um, <laughs> uh, Uninformed thoughts. Young, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's <laughs> young, cis white women um, in queer spaces particularly because they're there because they've got a gay best friend or they've been watching RuPaul's Drag Race and those girls at a pride parade who don't know the background, the struggle, the history who are just using it as a party and a place to drink makes pride then uncomfortable because you're aware that they're there and you're constantly like on guard like in case a girl who does hit on you is one of those girls like yeah. Yeah. it's just it makes it uncomfortable and I don't like it and what annoys me is that they do use gay people as a party but like what they don't realise is that alcoholism and drug addiction are two huge oh, huge God, yeah. fucking problems in the LGBT community like it is scary how many gay people are alcoholics or drug addicts because it's difficult to deal with who you are your family doesn't accept you your job might fucking fire you if they find out and your best friend's using you for your fucking poppers like (laughs) and also there's nowhere else to go yeah what else am i supposed to do i i don't well i'm probably the the worst person to ask because i don't know a lot of uh queer spaces in edinburgh but the only queer spaces i do know in edinburgh are bars I cannot think of one single queer there's, cafe. There's the queer cafe around the corner. There used to be the big lesbian cafe. It closed, and then the other day we walked past it. It's not the. I think it's. I don't think it's a lesbian cafe anymore. Sad. Is that the? Yeah, well, the, one the, with the, the flag. bear flag outside it yes. as well. Yes. Uh. Because that's been there, and I see that when we have PD, we should all go and get a coffee. Yes. But that is the problem in the community was that we were pushed out and we were pushed into like being out at night and stuff because of all these laws, and it has stuck. And it's good that it's part of our sort of um, like community's history but it has heavily impacted us in how we socialise as a community like again lesbians have the stereotype that we just stay indoors because we feel excluded but it is like especially with men gay men in this it's incredible just the extent that the bodies are being wrecked because mm-hmm. of drugs and yeah. alcohol and I mean don't get me wrong it's fun to be young and gay like especially yeah. with like the nightlife that goes on like I can't imagine living it within like a, a straight sphere of like friends mm-hmm. imagine not going to drag nights don't I, just, I think about that sometimes where people just like oh we went to high five times this week it was great and I'm like I would 
rather die. Why? Than... It smells like vomit. Like, yeah, can you imagine not smells standing smells like in the smoking rocket. area of the street? Yeah, you just stick. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, can you, I've been in once, never can again. You, can you imagine not having the like the smoking area in the street with all the, the fairy lights and stuff? We wouldn't yeah. have any of that. Like, no. yeah. It's such a pure experience. And it is all the places that are queer are small because they yeah. don't expect many people coming in. So that's another problem is that when the one day a year where everyone's coming out for it and everyone's making an effort to go out, these tiny spaces are then suddenly over. So I mean, like, look at the street. It's, it's only got that oh tiny God. dance floor. Cece's at least got something underground, but again, tiny dance area, even upstairs and downstairs combined. Which planet is closed now. Yeah, as a fire. Yeah. Fire. <laughs> yeah, there was no. A... It closed after the fire, like a lot, like a few weeks after the mm. fire. Well, after it's gone out. Of you remember the fire, though. I remember the fire because we, we walked were... past it. <laughs> we're walking home from Tesco. <laughs> it's fucking like it was like a it BDSM was, so, night or so something. The, so the night itself is called Dilf, but it's a BDSM night. So it's like guys turn up in jock straps and things like that. Yeah. Lots of leather. And we, we were, were like, tra- we were walking past it, we're like. The, the fuck is going on? Like, what 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 is happening? It was until the next day when we read the newspaper article that we realised that it had been GHQ had been evacuated and that was what was going on when it was the gone. <laughs> so everybody standing in the street shivering because it was, it was still cold at night. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. This happened a while ago. man. It was fucking hilarious, though. <laughs> <laughs> it did tickle me. <laughs> That's tragic. He said though. after the night as well. Um, I do my other question uh, how do you guys feel about allies at Pride and what is the role of an ally at Pride oh I always Kerry is the the role of an ally is definitely for me to um, stand there and elevate the voices of us so if so if we're speaking it's to stand there and listen and to hear us and then elevate that. Not to talk over us. Yeah, not to talk over us, to elevate us to another level where other people are listening to us and other people can hear us because we don't get to the same audience as the straight people do. So they take it to a new audience for us and I say audience like it's a show, it's not really... But yeah, you know. We feel the need to then talk over the top of that and explain our own trauma to us. Yeah. And I've never understood that. I know. I do have an issue with this question though because I feel like it's almost too similar to the first one because when straight yeah. people go to pride it is assumed they are allies yeah yeah it's, for me for me being an ally is totally assumed it's like you're either a feminist or you're sexist yeah it's either sex or rape it's one or the other like it's totally a binary you can't be somewhere in the middle it just doesn't mm-hmm. exist mm-hmm. so like i believe that with like being an ally is just assumed but if you're okay. straight then that's just well, no, it's straight yeah. bad. It would either, so it would be, um, <laughs> you're, you're either an ally or you're homophobic. homophobic yeah. 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 Right, okay. I understand. I always, I make a point of inviting, I don't have many straight friends. But... Not me! <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> your friends sitting right across from me. I have two straight friends. <laughs> I can count them on one hand and they're Literally, I can count them out of straight friends I have on one hand, but I always make a point of inviting them at Pride because it's a place to learn, you know, they can listen to me rant and whine, but they've got to experience it and then they can listen to the speeches and really learn more and then take that back and then talk to their families that maybe don't have a access to queer people as such and they don't learn, so they are able to educate further. Because it's all about education for me, is that at, this, at that time I always make sure to bring like past people up and start to learn history a bit yeah. more. So, I don't always speak highly of straight people. 
but <laughs> my, <laughs> my two <laughs> best friends in the world, Paul and Chris, are perfect examples of allies for me because the two of them, Chris doesn't get it. He doesn't get it, but he stands there and he listens and he elevates what I say, which is great. The two of them, I think it was two, it's two years ago this year, isn't it, that Paul's happened? Or was it three? Two. 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 So two years ago when uh, they held the vigil in, Ed- vigil in Edinburgh, Paul and Chris came with me and said nothing the whole time. They stood, they listened, wow. they learned, and they listened to me talk about it and listened to me talk about my issues. And that for me is like a good ally. And if yeah. those are the kind of allies who are coming to Pride with me, then I am more than happy to have them there. 100%. Yeah. I remember when we went to the Pulse Vigil, actually, I've got one video from it. It's just from the rainbow umbrella that was above us. Just listening to the speeches going on. It was such a tense atmosphere, but it was one of the most intense yeah. things I've ever felt in my entire life. Like, it was almost strangely, disturbingly intimate, almost. Yeah. It just it didn't matter who was there. We all knew it was for the same reason and that. Nicola Sturgeon came and talked to the first minister of Scotland. Yeah. Came out in the pouring rain up yeah. through Parliament and gave a speech. I didn't expect her to. Well, I mean, she that's, no, I mean, that's no credit. She didn't have to, but she did. And it, it was just so powerful to be there and be like, we've got the support in Scotland. We're very lucky for that. The amount of people that came out. She was there to reassure us that that just wouldn't happen in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just made me feel better for being queer. Yeah, because yeah, I remember hearing the news Wouldn't... and just thinking, God, like, this could... I mean, yeah. firearms, not as much, but same sort of attack could happen very yeah. easily. And it has happened. It, it happened has... not that long ago. At CeCe's, which is literally right next door to me, a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago, a gay couple, one of them was jumped by a man and then the other one was attacked as well. And it was premeditated, they were all in ballot clubs. Yeah, they wanted to do it, and they wanted to do it to people who were gay. And that was just the most horrific thing. My folks messaged me being like, keep safe. Because it is, it is the harsh reality. Like, whenever I leave, I always check where I'm going, but especially if I'm leaving somewhere that's queer by myself, I make sure to completely check my surroundings and keep on a yeah. good Well, it's path. scary, because, like, Kerry came home late from a drag show one night, and I was absolutely terrified for like yeah. an hour and a half because I didn't get any messages or anything because there's no service there and my then defense, like my phone died <laughs> your phone is a brick it hardly works it's Something. literally plugged in charging and it wasn't turning on <laughs> but like that's the thing I shouldn't yeah. have to worry about that they're only next door they would come home when and yeah. they'd be fine but I can't bank on that anymore because we're not safe here mm-hmm. we're not like it's a harsh reality it's part of the we need to accept the fact that we have come like leaps and bounds from 20 years ago but we also need to be realistic in our position and realize that it isn't as peachy keen as we'd like to think a lot yeah. of the time you know there's still <clears throat> such struggles that we are facing and there's so many stories i know someone who one of my friends who's trans that was recently yelled death threats in the street oh. before our shift like it's ridiculous the fact that that is just I wasn't she told me and I wasn't shocked and I was upset then that I wasn't shocked by it because I'm now just expecting it I haven't been yelled at I mean I haven't been in public with a woman (laughs) for quite some time I'm very single Um, but it's Louise's phone number (laughs) (laughs) but the problem is um so I've not had something yelled at me in the street for a long time but it's still very much in my mind if I'm dressed in a very obvious way like I've still got patches and pins to my 
quote that makes me very obviously a lesbian. And it's difficult because some days, there are days where I'm like, I should just take these off and yeah. be safer. I still remember the first time I held a girl's hand on the street. Terrifying. Down Princess Street. Terrifying. And you feel every single eye, every single one. Mm-hmm. Like, you just, you feel it. And it's taken fucking what? Three, four years now? To actually kind of be comfortable with everybody kind of staring yeah. at you. You but feel even comfortable, then, still, but you still feel yeah. like everybody looking at you. Like, I can still, I'm so, I'm so much more aware of people sniggering. Like, especially when you get on a bus, that's always a thing because there's wide lads there, idiots, and they're usually the ones that say something. Yeah. They say it loud enough so you can hear you. They'll laugh, they'll stare at their point. And that's where it gets scary because they could follow you anywhere. It's a horrible <coughs> thing to have to deal with that you can't just casually be around or show PDA well, with people. This is the thing that annoys me at, at work when men make comments about me in like a sexual way or like to do with my sexuality or anything like that. Like whenever, whenever, whenever I've spoken to co-workers about it they've been like oh just tell them to fuck off and I'm like no. no. Do you understand why I can't? I'm a five foot four and a half woman who weighs fuck all to be honest. I have zero Muscle Muscles. in my body. Trust like, me, we moved around this. We moved this around. Louise today. moved this living room. Right? <laughs> I'm not gonna and lie. That's you. saying something. <laughs> like Louise is smaller than I am. But quite. I, I have nothing. If I wanted to be surprised. What's bad as well is that I'm queer, so that's an extra reason for them to want to attack me. Yeah. Because I won't sleep with them. Like that's the, that's the problem. I, so, I tell my parents this, and they don't get it. They're like just kick them or tell them off and I'm like it's it's more than that they'll follow you can you imagine if I actually told a man fuck off I'm not serving you anymore because of the comments you've made I would get fucking followed home because the buses around Haymarket are really shit and the trams stop at 11 o'clock so get yeah getting home is sometimes quite difficult I ended up not being able to find where the bus stop was for the N26 and broke down at the side of the road crying Pretty and I like, had to get carried and get me an Uber because I didn't know how it was getting home. Legit, did not know how to go home. It's like, terrifying. So, can you imagine if it was one of those nights and one of those men was waiting outside for me because I told him to fuck off? Because men really don't like the word no for some reason. I have I have a stalker that comes into work. He's due any time. It's two years in a row. This will be the third if he shows up. And the fact that now this is part of my normal yearly routine at work is terrifying. Like, the fact that I'm now just expecting it is utterly ridiculous. And there's not much I can do about it. If there's it's a man, so you wouldn't have to accept that. It's so, it's so, it's honestly, exactly, it's so frustrating and upsetting that is it is a horrible reality that I have to accept that I'm probably never going to be entirely safe and I am going to have to forever try to explain that to people, especially men, about why I'm so fucking terrified of this entire world. <laughs> that was the thing. When I went home to see my parents and my mum was like, oh, why isn't there a straight pride? And I was like, you should be so thankful that there isn't one. The fact that you can yeah. just marry a man and have no questions asked. Nobody look at you weird when you're walking down the street. Nobody judge you for having kids. Nobody judge you for how you raise your kids. Nobody judging you for how your kids turn out. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not about being proud of being who you are. I mean, it is. It's about being proud of who you are to an extent. But, like... It's the fact that it's you a celebration. are being who you are. Yeah, exactly. Like, straight people... Be proud of being straight. Like that's absolutely fine. You love like the you, love, you yeah. love the opposite gender. That's I don't understand it, but like that's yeah, cool. I don't get it. But I, it's the cool. bi person says. Yeah. <laughs> like 
I don't necessarily always get it, but if that's who you love, that's who you love. I'm not going to judge you for that. But be glad that you haven't had to fight for that to be allowed. And that's the point of gay pride. It's to argue over why we haven't been allowed these rights and why we aren't allowed other rights. Adoption is still such a huge issue in the gay community. And we all seem to relax now that gay marriage is allowed, but we're still not allowed to adopt kids. Now we're going to have to wait until our generation is actually going to adopt kids before that will change. Because I don't want that to be the case because then I won't be adopting kids till I'm fucking 40. But and <coughs> the fact that trans people are so, so marginalised and have to go 100%. through so many goddamn hoops to make the first steps in their transition is fucking ridiculous. It's just all these small things, but again, that's another point of straights coming to Pride can learn that it's not just marriage equality. Yeah. That was a big step. That was great, but there's still so much work to do in so many different areas, and at least when they come to Pride, they can maybe see that a bit more and start to advocate mm-hmm. with us. Straight people don't realise that gay marriage isn't the end of our fight. No. Getting gay marriage is not the end of it. Like, we still have so much more left. There's a lot of people like, oh, but they got marriage equality. They can get married now. Now what? What do they want? What do do they want? Well, listen, because we're telling you what we want. We want adoption equality. You want sex education. Sex education for everybody, no matter what sexuality they are. Everybody should be taught every form of sex education that they need. Because it's ridiculous that I'm going home to find out from my mum that they're 13 year old shagging in the woods and using the pull out method as contraception. That worries me for straight kids and for gay kids because you know how easily that passes on STIs? It's required in Scottish schools now to give sex ed to people of all sexualities but it's not, the issue isn't the, the what has to be taught, it's the teachers teaching them. Yeah. Because the teachers are teachers are not comfortable giving the sex ed talk and don't so know enough about it. our community. They so they need around to, everything. They need to go through proper training, like proper hardcore training to make sure that they get the knowledge into kids. I think there should be specialist teachers who go around from school to school and yeah. give it. Like Louise should definitely do, do that. Just and one of my dream jobs is to one of my dreams is to some form have make a some form of an organisation to help teach comprehensive sex ed, especially that of the queer community. Because it's just so ridiculous that we I would such volunteer a modern society. Like yeah, genuinely, I would go through how many ever hours of training that I would need to be able to give the teaching that I would need to. And I would go around and I would talk to straight kids, bi kids, gay kids, like whoever needed it. This is what this is and this is what you need to use so that you don't die of AIDS or get pregnant. Like, yeah. that's, that's what you need to know. Something that's terrifying right now is that young gay men forget that the AIDS crisis was a thing and that it is a thing still. Yeah. They can still get HIV and AIDS. So they've become less careful, so AIDS is going up. Yeah, it's terrifying. And again, back to education, if we educate more queer history instead of just forgetting that's actually a part, because I know that we're currently in it, so it's difficult to write it and talk about it, but God, you need to be reminded of these things. It's a generation ago now. It's terrifying that kids don't know this sort of stuff. And it's just going to start getting messy. We need to start taking action. But I don't... There's so many more things that the government has to worry about as well Mm -hmm. that I doubt this is how they're lasting. I mean, I don't know about that. They... They're making problems for themselves rather than dealing with the problems we already actually fucking have. They're waging wars on countries that don't need war waged on them and saying that that's what they need to worry about rather than actually dealing with the shit that people have to deal with on the daily basis. And when they don't deal with that, because we're all too busy thinking about other things, that's when our lives become more shit. But you yeah. know, Brexit! We need to leave the EU! Don't. Come on, guys! We're gonna <laughs> go! Great. What's that you're saying? You want comprehensive sex? I'd fuck you! Let's leave Europe! <laughs> <laughs> that was 
the whole conversation that summed was, up uh, in a sentence. Theresa May, a spoken word poem. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some great drag queens do impressions of Theresa May. Like, they are incredible. I've yeah. seen a couple myself. Can we stop and watch that? Dan Morphine <laughs> is incredible at it. We're just gonna just keep name dropping yeah. drag kings and drag queens. Oh, do you like, want me to start? Everyone's gonna be like, who the fuck is that? And they'll Google them and then they'll get tons more followers because everybody listens to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then they just start name dropping, huh? Alice Rabbit, Amy Lamore, and then maybe Morphine, you'll get Eli a residency. Buck. <laughs> I, I honestly, I'm not bothered about a residency. It's just now I'm bothered about learning my learning my art. Yes, but learn your fucking lyrics. Oh, oh to be oh fair, my. to oh, be God. fair. Speaking of prides, <laughs> Kerry's going to be performing at some prides. I mm, not five pride, and if <gasps> I get back to West Lothian pride pretty soon. <laughs> Did you not get five pride? I didn't get five pride. I emailed her like three times. Screw five pride. No, oh. don't, don't, don't screw five pride. Go to five pride and celebrate being gay. Don't do it. Maybe, maybe West Lothian pride, but you got invited to something. Yeah, and That's I which is might be performing at Katie's Bar in Glasgow mm-hmm. um, on the 15th on Glasgow Pride. Uh, the Kings are taking over Katie's Bar from six till eight, so yes. I might be there. Still being confirmed. <laughs> I love that you're looking at the Paul microphone Boyce, as well Boyce. as if it's the camera. The I love it. Is a person. That's what I'm going with. I'm connecting with the audience. I'm gonna put Google ears and I'll just you wait. Yeah, googly honestly. Ears. Oh, googly eyes. Come on, Do you googly ears? I put googly ears as well. That's, That's what I fine, heard. That's cool. I got yeah. I got yeah. Uh, I think we're going to end that episode there. Please. I think we touched on some important issues there. Yeah, and I feel like really I'm, good discussion. I'm really sorry I ranted a lot, but no, I just have a lot of feelings. Y'all got really <laughs> passionate. <laughs> it's really beautiful. That's what this podcast is. It's a bit uninformed. of a rant, but it's a good one. <laughs> uninformed thoughts. Yeah. Uninformed thoughts. Uninformed thoughts. <laughs> that was beautiful. Have a nice night, people. It might be morning for them. You don't think well, about these things. Oh you don't have a good time of the day, wherever, whatever time of the day it is that you're listening. And hi to our listeners in Tokyo. I know it's not. That. Oh, yeah, cute. we do have some listeners <laughs> in Tokyo. That was nice. Hiya. Hiya. Right. <laughs> See you later. Love ya. Bye.